And with that, we welcome you back to another episode of Seminole Sideline 365. We are your hosts, KB, and as we say, the oldest living Florida State alumni, fan, veteran, whatever you want to call him, the old man Bruce. How's it going? How's it going, everyone? Great man. Great man. The climb continues, and we could get one more step on that staircase to heaven, brother, uh, with a win over the Gators Friday night at the Doak. And you know what? It, I mean, this is Gator Week. There's nothing like Gator Week. I mean, it, it, it's better than Miami. It, it, it's a totally different thing. And and I've got the torch. I've got the torch. This is the Seminole torch. I took the fire from the spear. I climbed up there and got some of that, just like the Olympics, mister. I don't and think you're I'm supposed burning. to have those Centronella candles inside. I think you can die of toxic, I'm, I'm those toxic fumes. Man, uh, this game is over, and then I will distinguish the flame. I, I think those I'm mosquito fumes may right get to your here. head, but uh, we'll see. Right over there. Okay. Uh, right. What a great week. What a great game this is going to be, and the and and what you what you just ran there was a yeah. You want to pull it back up? You want to pull it back up for you? Yeah, let's pull yeah. it up. I can talk through it, right? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah let me uh, yeah. add it back yeah. here. I can talk through it. So don't start it yet. Don't start yeah. it. Nineteen ninety three. If if everybody remembers, nineteen ninety three, we go on to win a national championship. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> we go on to win a national championship, but we had to win this game. Okay. We had to beat the Florida Gators. This play I watched on TV. I was not at the game. I Where was, were you? Where were I, you? I was in front of a TV set and it wasn't 75 inches, my friend. Where the hell were you? What were you? Three years three, old? Three years old. Yep. Two or three years old. Two or three years old. You're in your dirty diaper or whatever the hell it was. And I'm watching this game and it's unbelievable. If I remember the score was close, I'm not going to get into all that detail. Charlie Ward is our quarterback. Number 17. Go ahead and run this play. All right. This play breaks the game wide open. Charlie Ward scrambles, throws it to Warwick, Done. And everybody knows that name. He ran down that sideline. I was going crazy. I was going crazy. Okay. This blew the game open and the Knowles would go on to win this game. Unbelievable. Against the (laughs) most hated coach ever at the Gators, Steve Spurrier. Go back to that clip with Steve right there. Can you roll it just easy? Oh, you got to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the face. I just didn't see the visor come off. I didn't see the visor come off. Okay. What a – I'll never forget. But in this series, KB, in this series, and that was at the swamp, brother. That was at the swamp. Yep. So uh, you can kill it now. You can take that down. Uh, <laughs> our guy, our friends at the Cajun Raging Cajun Review, probably helping Jesus reel in the fish. 
Absolutely love that. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if that's Nick or John. We will. Or, we'll we'll, we'll right help uh, beat the, yeah. the fine Napiers for you yeah. this weekend for sure. Yeah. Hey, and if you got any information about their quarterback, which you didn't have last week, Nick, you know, but it sounds like everybody got fooled on that last week. But uh, it's great to hear from our friends at the uh, review. Great, Absolutely. great bunch of guys. And uh, it's great hearing from them. But that play will live in my head. I, you know, it's just one of those plays. It's kind of like some of the wide left and wide rights in Miami, you know, yeah. that I, yeah. I watched all of those and it just, it doesn't leave your head, you know, yeah. because those games, there was a lot on the line yeah. of win, of going to the national championship or losing a national, you know, it was unbelievable. And, and so, we're going to need some of those plays this weekend. I think uh, and that that score put them up 33 to 21, uh, just for reference. And I do think, oh my God, as opposed to what our fans think this weekend, I do think this is going to be a close contest, uh, contest uh, despite records and, you know, what, what happened with Vanderbilt in Florida last weekend. Um, and we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But I, I do we'll think that you're going to need big plays like that out of Travis with his ability. He's going to make have to make some of those plays like that this weekend for us to come out with this victory. It's not going to be, uh, in my mind, as close as we are, or as blow it out as, as we all, as most fans think. So yeah, we can get into that. We'll and we're, we're definitely going to get into that. And I think there's going to be some interesting thoughts and clarifications. Sure. And, and, you know, I think, I tend to be conservative in how I view this football team. Yeah. Okay. And how I, and I've been, Hey, I've been around this football program since the sixties. Okay. Since the sixties and the, not that I was there in the sixties, I was there in the early seventies from 70 to 74 and went through some tremendously bad seasons. Those were prior to Bobby Bowden. Okay. Uh, what we need to talk about is first, we have just come through, we came through a tough October, and then we came into four wins. The question is, what have we learned? And I want to say learned in the last four weeks, the four wins. We're not gonna, we've already talked about the losses. And I know there's a lot of le- there's more lessons in losses than there are wins. But what do we take away from the last four four games which we've won, in your opinion? Yeah. Uh, I, for me, one, one of the big things is that I, I think Fabian Lovett, having him back does make a difference on the line. You know, having him out during those losses, NC State, Wake Forest, Clemson, I, I think it does make a difference. Just he's not going to show up big on the stat sheet, but I think he that continuity of having that big guy in the middle to, to stuff up the middle, like we know he's not a stat stuffer, right? But it's having a guy that can clog that middle – subtly and just disrupt the run motion it, it's huge he, he just is a security blanket in the middle of that defense that we didn't have against the core of that uh, uh the hardest part of our schedule it, it, and it made a it made a ton of difference and, and especially as we get to play against some run heavy teams like you know like Syracuse with Sean Tucker and teams that wanted to run against us they couldn't and I think having Fabian back and healthy it, it made a ton of difference on what we could do in the defense and they allow their edge rushers to do what they do, allow us to blitz more. And, and it just, I, I think it's made a huge difference so far. And, and that's what I've been most impressed with so far. It, it, and that's one of my big takeaways is that having, having him healthy and back has allowed our demons to do a lot more than, than we could before when he wasn't. Yeah, I, I think the, the last four weeks and these wins have really given this team some confidence because coming out of a tough October where we had 
I think what three losses in a row, two losses in a row. Yeah. Three and three. Yeah. yeah. You know, th that team could have, we could have lost the team there. The yeah. coach could have lost that team and guys would have started checking out. These guys didn't check out and they didn't check out. They went back to work. And it, I think it's a great lesson for everybody in life. They went back to work, they stood up and they started to apply the principles and they started winning games. Yeah. Now, I think that is one of the big takes coming out of this. This team looks more businesslike than I've ever seen. This Even in team, long, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the only team that can beat this team right now is themselves. Now, yeah. that's cliche. Is, we yeah. hear that. But if if they if they execute the way and we get the same play calling that Norvell and Atkins is doing by spreading the ball out, they're going length and they're going width, which puts a lot of pressure on a defense, okay? And we'll talk about how that's going to affect Florida in a minute. But I think that is what I take out of this game. The discipline, we've improved in every nationally ranked category that I track or that I've been tracking. And, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a machine now. The question is, can they keep that focus? And can they, can they play with that motivation? you know, against I, I, oh, the Gators. I, I, don't against think, the I don't think motivation is going to be a factor in, in this game. <laughs> I think I have all the motivation in this game. Well, the motivation <laughs> I need is this. The motivation is this. And we'll, we'll roll right into the – let's roll right into the meat of this Gator gig right now. The motivation is this team has not seen adversity yeah. in four weeks. Yeah. This team yeah. has not seen – a quarterback of Anthony Richardson's capabilities. Now, here, here are the fans going, oh, you got that old man doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. They haven't seen a okay. healthy P5 okay. quarterback well, in four weeks. The, he, they, they, they haven't have seen a steady quarterback, healthy as you say, KB, steady quarterback who can run up some numbers, not only with his legs, but with his arm, and has the capability to keep you a little off balance. Yeah. So this is in the first, in the last four or five weeks, this is the first quarterback that we're going to see that could put some damage. And what I'm talking about is this team must stay motivated. They must stay hungry and they must be able to respond if necessary, if necessary in adversity, you know, and I've seen strange shit happen in this series the first kickoff could go to the gators the guy runs it back yeah you know all of a sudden you haven't seen that in four or five weeks yeah you're down now now but what i want to tell this team if anybody's listening is don't panic at any time well, play your thing. game yeah. play your game and carry out your business plan and that and that's and that's one thing. That's a good point because, like you said, what happens when the tough things start to happen? Do they do they start to press? Does does a player start to do more than? Does he try to do more than he should? Does he, like you said, does he go go out of the game plan? Does you know do you audible out of uh, out of the play that, that's being called in? Do you try to do you, do you really try to press and that causes a turnover stuff like that? You know, some some player like I, I do think though from things I've seen is that the, this team is a little bit better than that. In years past, some players may try to take it upon themselves and try to too, do too much or get emotionally out of the game and, and start to, you know, jaw and stuff like that. Now, there's been times that we have seen a little bit of those things. 
But it, this team, a couple of times in this stretch, I forget it was against Georgia Tech, uh, where uh, we fumbled within the 20. We gave the ball over. Maybe it was against Syracuse. We gave the ball over within our own red zone, and the defense stood up. And they and they caught – They remember they pushed the ball back almost to the 50, and they didn't get any points from that. I forget which game that was in the stretch. But it's things like that where, you know, not necessarily – you still won in a blowout fashion, but you're, you were put in a bad situation based on a turnover, and you were still your, – your defense stood up. They bent but didn't break, and they forced – you know, they force no points. So things like that, you've seen that this team, you know, bad turnover. Like, why are we back out here? We just got the ball back. Then, you know, based on a bad play, you know, bad turnover, we're back out here. But they did their job, you know, pushed them back, penalties, sacks, whatever. And, and then you gave up no points. So we've seen some of that emotional maturity from both sides of this team, I think, especially on the defense. So that that is, that is some signs I've seen even with this winning streak. But like you said, we haven't been down 14 points in a while, right? We haven't had Jordan Travis have to lead this team down the field on a game-winning drive or down 14 points and have to put together a well-balanced, like I say, intermediate passing game. It's been really do what you want, pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, and then open, you know, throw it to the open receiver. It, he really hasn't had to press it in a while, right? He hasn't had to play in the second half of the games in a while, right? So, so that's the part that concerns me. Now, maybe we should go back to the takeaways for the last four weeks, and then we can go into the, the Florida deep dive. One thing from the takeaway side of the last four weeks is special teams. I think our special teams is back on track, and that is going to contribute to the Florida game, in my opinion. I have full confidence back in Ryan Fitzgerald that within 45 yards, you could throw him back out there. During that winning, that losing streak was when I think Mike Norvell had to get into his – was really in his head about – if it's fourth and three, fourth and four, and we're on that 35, 40 yard line, I'm just going to go for it, right? Or do I go for it? What play do I call? Do I run it? Do I pass it? Do I kick it? Do I punt it? And, and, and like you're in that debate with your play, you know, your debate with yourself because you're the play caller. And then Alex Atkins is probably in your, in your head, like in your special teams coach is probably, you know, Papa Chewis is probably like, oh no, we should kick, you know? And then you're, you're trying to decide, like, do I, you know, blow the confidence that's in my kicker. Like, do I say, no, I don't believe in you. And then, but he's missed five kicks in a row. And, and then finally you get in this winning streak and he's gone back to his three-step motion. And he's, he's, I think he made his last five or six kicks. The one being the, the 55 yard that I got hit back two or three times because there are false starts that that was on track, but it was just too, too short. Um, I, I think you got to have full confidence back in him from based on what you've seen, everything's been straight and, and right on line. Um, it's good to have that back. And then Mastromano, he's just been pinning teams within their own 10-yard line, 15-yard line. And that set your defense off in great spots. And especially, like you keep saying, on kickoffs, uh, virtually no returns. That's um, important. That's important. And, and when you're going to this Florida matchup with ETN, who can kick return pretty well, we saw that in select against games. LSU. Against yeah, LSU. Against LSU, had a great return. Exactly. He, he's a dangerous guy as a freshman. So – um, both on field goal kicking as well as you know kick return or punts and kickoffs. Right. Um, I, I think those teams are uh, hitting on all cylinders right now. And that's especially been impaired during this four game win streak. Yeah, we're 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 gonna find out. You hit on some very good points. You know, the, this the, this this is not just an ordinary game. This is no. this isn't. Both teams are already bowl eligible, so that that's okay. This is a bowl. As far as I'm concerned, this is the Gator Gig FSU Chief Osceola Bowl. This place will be rocking Friday night. 
And, and, and it should be, and it would be rocking down in the swamp with the next year when it's down there. This is not an ordinary game. Nobody can treat it as an ordinary game. And you cannot treat this as, well, the Florida Gators are like Miami. They're a dumpster fire and all that. The, The statistics don't break down that way. They honestly don't break down that way. If you dive into the numbers, some, you know, there are some media people thinking this is going to be a walkover. I don't think it's going to be a walkover. No. I don't think I don't think we're in a position yet to say that against many teams except the few that we played. This is the best team we have played in the last 5 weeks in my Absolutely. opinion. In my opinion. I think one of the I I mean, I'll let you go on, but I, I have a couple of thoughts on just Yeah, I think it's the best team that we have played in the last 5 weeks. Now, and let me let me talk a little bit about that. Yeah. The Gators are six and five. Okay. They're six and five. Let's see who they've beaten. They beaten Utah in the very first game. Utah came into the swamp and they, and they beat Utah 29 to 26. Who's now number 12 or who's, something. Who's now just lost eight, to Oregon. He right. Lost to Oregon. Utah's eight and three. I think they were favored in that game and Florida knocked them off in the yeah. very first game. Yeah. So in a close game, Gators win that game. They beat a terrible South Florida team that's getting ready to change coaches anyways. Yeah. But they only beat them 31 to 28, you know, and, and South Florida is one in 10 this year. OK, they beat a, a lousy Eastern Washington team, 52 to 17. Eastern Washington is three and eight on a season. And then comes the LSU game. OK, they LSU was rolling at that point. Yeah. They had one loss. They're it was the Florida State. No, they were both 4-2 at the time. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. You sure? Yeah, I believe they were both 4-2 at the time. Uh, I think you should check that. Uh, LSU, which I have now at 9-2, and two, I think they came in with one loss. Doesn't matter. Florida beats LSU by 10 points in the swamp. Okay? Yeah. That was a huge win for their program. And that's a close game. If they, It comes down to a kind of a controversial roughing the passer call that yeah. Florida yeah. could get uh, the ball back. But right. like you said, it was a, it was a very I think close. I think LSU was 9-1. I could be wrong. If fans are out there, you can double-check us and, and, and send us. No, I just mean that matchup. It, they were both 4-2. Okay. Okay. And, then, and then Florida beats Texas A&M. A&M's 4-7 on the year. They – Florida beat them 41 to 24. We know Texas A&M is a dumpster fire. We get yeah, that. Yeah. And then they just beat, uh, uh, they beat South Carolina Detroit a couple them. weeks Destroy ago, them. 38 to six South Carolina, seven and four. Okay. Who just and beat Tennessee. He, who just destroyed yeah, Tennessee. He, here are the losses. The Gators have five losses to Kentucky, to Tennessee, to Missouri, to UGA and and they got they got surprised by Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt's six and five on the season. Yeah. Okay, yeah. UGA's eleven and zero, Missouri's five and six, Tennessee's nine and two, Kentucky's six and five. So they've been playing in an SEC schedule. Here we go. I'm not going to get into ACC versus SEC. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Okay. I don't care what happened last year. I don't care what the season record is. Football is a one game. Show that's what it is. It's not best of seven. This is a team that, if you're not playing at a high level and executing, this team can beat you. They can beat you despite them being 10th ranked in the entire SEC at this point. Okay, so 
I'll shut up for a minute, turn the mic to you, but I got a lot of other shit to say about them. Now, I, I, I would say, in my opinion, and I know this is probably an unpopular opinion based on everything I've seen on Twitter this week from our fans, and that this is going to be an easy game. And, you know, some of that is a little bit probably based on, you know, Flores missing, going to be missing our top two receivers, which probably isn't helpful to missing them. more than that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but two of the top ones are going to be out this right. That was just announced today, which bumped up the point, the the, the spread to, uh, to 10 and a half points. Um, but to your point, you know, Florida, you know, is six and five, like you said. Um, but who they've lost to is, you know, they're they're playing a tougher schedule too. I, I think Florida, this Florida game is probably gonna be probably one of the top two or three toughest games on our schedule, quality team wise, just based on talent on the roster, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, Florida State has not played a, a tough schedule. Let's just be honest, guys. Like, like we have to be honest with ourselves. Florida State has not had a tough schedule this year. Uh we lost one or two winnable games. You know, we lost to a not so good NC state team with a, a, a backup quarterback. We, we should have won that game. Should've you can say that. we're banged up. Da, da, da. We should have won that game. Jordan Travis was healthy. He couldn't get the offense going a second after we lost that game. Um, so, and, and let's, you know, I know we just lost three games, but we should have won that game. We lost to a bad team there at NC state. Um, and, and so both these teams come in and our only quality win, we, we beat LSU. We did. That's that's true. They beat Utah, you know. So you could say both both teams have one, at least one quality win on their schedule, and we come in this game, you know, we're eighty and three. They're six and five. A couple of games go here and there. We could be similar, right? So I don't think this is a team that we can take for granted. Now, saying all that, I do think that we have better skills. Well, wait a minute. What, 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 you said they only have one quality. Utah. They beat LSU too. No. Yeah. Florida beat LSU. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Two quality wins. And South Carolina, I would say, is just underneath that. Almost. Yeah. 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 Three. So, yeah. So, going into this, I, I, you know, so say, no, they lost, they, no, they lost LSU. What are you talking about? They lost by 10. They My lost fault. LSU. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, you almost My convinced fault. me there. For, you almost convinced me there for a second. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, I, I just watched the game. So, uh, yeah, their only quality win, in my opinion, is the win against Utah. And, and that's why they say, Florida fans will say, well, your only quality win is LSU. And it was, but they're both weak one, regardless. Right. Right. Um, so we both have one quality win, in my opinion. We, we got LSU. They got Utah. Great. But in my opinion, we do have better skill position players. I think we have a better quarterback. I do think we have better receivers. I do think we have better running backs. Now, defensively, I do think we're, you know, our defense hasn't been tested. There's maybe a little bit tested more. The defensive line, they may be – I don't know. That's the thing. We, we don't know. We, we really don't know in my mind until we get on the field. I just think we're taking for granted their record. We're just staring at their record and saying they're 6-5. and five. They can't be any good. They just lost to Vanderbilt. But to your point, this isn't the Vanderbilt team that has – this isn't the old Vanderbilt team that hadn't won an SEC game in like three years. This is a team that's 6-5 and five now that, that's better than usual. This is a team that took LSU to the brink in, in terms of one roughing the passer penalty could have beat them at home. They didn't beat them, so I'll give them credit for that. But this is an LSU team, LSU team that's probably a lot better than I, in my opinion they were in week one. Um, and so I think if you look back, and we can dive deeper into that, but if you look at the LSU, at the LSU game, which they lost, they did lose that game. That's a blueprint for how you beat that team. And if you watch that game, I think that's exactly how Florida State needs to play this game against Florida. And I think that's how the outcome would go. I see this game within 10 to 15 points. 
LSU, that game was neck and neck until the fourth quarter. And LSU, or Florida was able to apply pressure on that LSU offense. They were blitzing guys. They were spying Jaden Daniels. And it came down to LSU receivers making plays. And then when those players were making plays on the outside on, on single-man coverage and one-on-one matchups, then they were pounding the ball inside and they were able to get one in chunk yards. This is a Florida team that is not great at stopping the run. But that's only a, they're only able to do that if you're making plays on the outside because then they can take they have to take guys out of the box. And so that's what LSU are able to do. If you watch that game again, you see Jaden's able to loft the ball up to those, those playmakers on the outside, one-on-one coverage, and they made plays. And that set up red zone runs for, on the inside. Jaden's able to make plays with his arm. He was able to make plays on zone breeze with his legs. And then in the second half, they were able to pound the ball, pound the ball. Now, LSU did have some costly turnovers that allowed Florida to score. But I think you're going to see a similar game plan uh, with Florida State against Florida uh, this weekend. Uh, To me, it looks like a blueprint of how this game will go and how Florida State needs to operate if they're going to win this game this weekend. Yeah, um, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. I, I think what I would term the Gators this year, they're under a new coach, a new regime. Um, and, uh, they're, they're, they're inconsistent. That's the word I'm searching for. They're inconsistent, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but that inconsistency should not be translated by an opponent as so totally weak that they can't come in and beat you or they don't have enough talent. We know, we know that there's talent on that roster. Yep. We know that they didn't bring Anthony Richardson to Florida because they didn't think the guy could play. Okay. This guy has at least two games that I'm aware of with over 400 yards passing. Yeah. At least yeah. two games this year with over 400 yards passing against two SEC schools. Yeah. So, including last week, including yeah, last week. Including last week. And, and I heard one of our local media guys saying, well, oh, right after our game ended, they were talking about the Florida game, and they were saying, oh, yeah, Anthony Richardson, he played very poorly tonight. And that was the Vanderbilt. He put up four touchdowns and three – I mean, three touchdowns and 400 yards. How is that poor play? You know, I I mean, I don't get it. I didn't watch that whole game. I'm, You know, I'm willing to listen. But when you put up that kind of yardage – but they didn't have any rushing game in there, so he had to put up the ball. And I yeah. think they were trailing, so he had to put it up more. But he at least he's he's uh, completing. Now, were they giving him all the underneath stuff? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The bottom line is the guy's dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah. The guy is dangerous. He's a big guy, too. He's not going to be easily taken out of any game. Yeah. I don't think they have a great rushing game. I don't – they're uh, – they're, rush, uh, they're rushing offense. Well, I can't no, see I, that. I, no. Now, if you go, no, wait a minute. If you go back to, they haven't performed well in certain games rushing the ball. They are ranked number fifteenth nationally against their whole schedule against the entire schedule at two hundred and nine yards. Yeah. So that's nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. We're ranked fourteenth at two hundred and seventeen yards no, against they, the entire schedule. Yeah. So, so they're you know they're if they're putting up one hundred and fifty yards a game, that's winnable. And if they're putting up 250 or 300 in the pass game, that means you're going to be in a close contest yeah. in my, in, in the way I look at football. Okay. So 
both teams look like they can rush the ball if they're having a good day. We have consistently shown we can rush it, and we're going to rush it, and we're going to try to run it down their throat. And the way we're doing it is we're spreading it out. And if we keep them off balance, they've yeah. got a big guy in the middle. The guy's like 390 pounds. I've heard somebody say he's 400 pounds. He doesn't run very well. He doesn't run side to side. So he's going to hold up the middle. He's going to – Maurice Smith is going to have his hands full of this guy. But the guy's not – that great a player. So what we need to do is run him from side to side and he'll, his reps will get used up real quick. Yeah. Okay? And, and the reason I bring up the, the LSU game is because I think we're going to see some of this and people bring up his, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson and is him not being a good quarterback, stuff like that. He is inconsistent, but he has the ability to do stuff like this. This is the first drive of the LSU game. He can take you out over the top. And I think oh, they're going to so test this against yeah. LSU. Yeah, uh, and I think they're going to try this against Florida State. I think very early they're going to test the DBs of Florida State. Yeah, and I think they're they're going to go like this. And against LSU, they scored 14 points in the first two drives. They were able to test a good LSU defensive backs and and, and drive the ball against them, passing the ball. And now, and like I said, that was that was a fight to the fourth quarter with them. But that showed that he was able to drive that ball. Right off first play, the first play of the game on the first draft, he was able to drive that ball down the field. It was, it was a great pass. I mean, I, I think literally that's a what fifty-five yard, sixty-yard pass right down the middle of the field, beat the DB and, and double coverage right there. So I, I think that's what Flores has got to be looked out for. Is that you can't just expect him to run the ball or dump it down, which he does tend to do. This guy, like you said, can throw for four hundred yards and he can beat you over the top. This is what he's capable of. He did us to get to good LSU team. Yeah. Uh... I, I I just I just hope fans understand that this is not what we've seen the last four weeks. Okay. Yeah, exactly. and, and and some of the teams that we've been playing, and we're not here to blow up the Gators. Okay. No. I hate the freaking Gators. No. I hate them more than I hate Miami. No. Okay. No. So, but we're we're trying to be realistic here. I hope the hell we're wrong. I hope it's a walkover. I hope the starters leave the field uh on senior night, yeah. on senior day and senior night. I hope we, we pull them uh, at the beginning of the third quarter. I hope that's what we're looking at, well, you know, but I don't want people to think to get too comfortable. But if we play our game and we execute, I think we'll be fine. Now, in passing offense nationally ranked, Gators are 67th, we're 41st. They're at 230 yards a game. We're at 257. Even though Jordan Travis last week, we didn't have to throw the ball much against yeah. the Raging Cajuns. You know, we just ran the ball. We ran the ball. That's all we needed to do. And we're going to try to run the ball against the Gators. Yeah. Now, if we can run the ball successfully at the Gators, which we should be able to do, because their rush defense is ranked number 92, number 92, and they're giving up 172 yards on the ground. So that's an indicator to us. We should be able to run the ball successfully against them to set up the play action pass. Into that, and that's a great segue because I, I was literally about to pull this up. I think I think this is going to be a big day for Lawrence Hill affiliate and, and Micah Pittman because when you watch the LSU game, you see a lot of in the middle and, and running back pass because what they did was Florida was able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, like Jordan uh, or uh, I just literally forgot his name. The quarterback, though, Jaden Daniels was constantly under pressure, but they they did a great job of rolling him out. Like 
Florida was either had a spy on the quarterback or it's constantly sending a guy from a linebacker or a guy from the secondary to pressure the quarterback. They're trying to make him uncomfortable. But what else you did a great job of is that they constantly rolled him out. So they had a guy in motion. They would do the zone read like we do, and they would bring him out and roll him out and do plays like that. And, I mean, this is something that Florida State typically does really well. So I think you're going to see a lot of that motion, and you're going to see a lot of rolling out Jordan Travis and getting a guy like Portier or Jordan Wilson on the edge and get them open like that. You're going to see chunk yards like that available. So if you're running the ball effectively, to your point, you can roll them out, you alleviate the pressure from the middle or on the edge, and then you can you know roll them out and you get a, get a quick 15 yards like that. Or you can see for a guy coming through the middle and dump it off across if you, if you want to go across your body like that. But that's going to be available to you, just like it was in the LSU game. I, I think the play calling is going to be very interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think we've done a really good job for much of the season in play calling, and especially the last four weeks. I think it's going to be very interesting. But I hope he continues to stretch the field width and length to let them know we're coming at all angles. So the defense cannot get comfortable. You don't know, are they coming my side? Are they going wide? Are they going up the middle? Is it going over the top? If we continue to mix that play selection well, it's going to suit this team well and get it into the hands of the playmaker. And Jordan Travis may have to run a little bit more in this game, which gives me a little bit of a, a little bit of a scare because if he goes out with an injury, this game changes rapidly. Yeah. This game would change rapidly. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about yeah. the dudes. No, I, I don't want to talk about it, but it's realistic. It's yeah. been on my mind the whole season. Okay. And it's just something we need to, I'm not superstitious. I'm just saying it has to be talked about and it has to be addressed. Okay. Here, here's one of the things I think that does stand out a little bit, which I thought was very interesting in numbers. First of all, the Knowles offensive line, we've given up 94 quarterback pressures. That's a lot. 94, that's 8.5 per game. Yeah. Per game on passes now on yeah. passes, turn time, turn time, you or know, you, as you call them, turnstile, turnstile, <laughs> turnstile, turn time leads with 14 pressure, uh, giving up pressures. And, and like we and, said, and Robert Scott gives up, has given up 13. This O line isn't elite. This O line is, it's average plus. Plus. And they and, and Coach Atkins has done a wonderful job yes, with them. Yes, yes, Gibbons is probably the best guy on that line. Yeah, okay. but this is, this is not a good offensive. This is average plus. Over. Well, I, I yeah, I would yeah, it's average plus to a and that's good. good. This team, this O line used to be right. dumpster fire plus. Right. Well, they're they, they, they're ago. a stronger this season. The numbers show they're a stronger run run blocking but, than they are pass blocking. Correct. Okay. I mean, and, I mean, and the that varies they, so, from player to player. Oh, uh, exactly. And they've done a great job in the portal and yeah. development and, and, and coaching and scheming it up too. The scheming. And you know, and if we know these stats, the, the other team knows the stats. Yeah. They know who's giving up the most pressures. They know who's weak. We're to put their best edge rusher. Yeah. Right. Which uh, I think uh, their best edge rusher is uh, what's his name? Uh, Umalin, Umalin, something like that. It's spelled weird. U M A M I E L E N. He's yeah. a, he's yeah. the best edge rusher. I don't know if they move him around, but but they're going to go after the where the weak guys are. 
and they are going to try to put pressure. I think they're going to try to stop the run. They are going to try to stop the run because if they can't stop the run, it's going to be a long damn game for them. I, so I think when they bring guys up, we're going to have to hit those passes. Yeah, we're going to have to hit those passes. And to your point, they tried to stop the run similar against LSU. LSU was still able to run for 179 yards. And to your point, Jordan Travis is going to have to run the ball so they respect him. Jane Daniels ran the ball 14 times. Some of it was designed, some of it was not designed. So right. to your point, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but you're going to have he's going to have to just alleviate it. He's got uh, Jordan Travis. We give up a lot of pressure, but it doesn't get sacked a lot. That's just due to Jordan Travis' ability to break the pocket and not get sacked, right? And they have I, to account for him. And yeah, exactly. Have to account for ex him. Exactly. Like, Jane Daniels had three TDs against Florida. And now a lot of that was either designed or just breaking the pocket, alleviating the pressure, and, and finding the open spot, right? Right. And so I, I think a lot of that, like you said, they, LSU had 179 yards against Florida. And, and that leads to things, like you said, it makes them have to account for the run, has to open up the box. But also, when they're trying to stop out on the run, you're going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups. And yeah, guys lot. have to make plays. We have guys. See. We have guys that should be able to dominate one-on-one -on -one plays. Exactly. You're going to have to see Malik, or you're going to have to see Johnny Wilson come back into the picture. So you're going to have to see guys make these one-on-one -on -one plays, like you see either at the top or the bottom of your screen. Catch the damn football. They're going to have to make these one-on-one -on -one plays, like you see here. Right there. Guys are going to have to make plays like that. We have the guys that have the ability to make these plays, but they have to make them against Florida. Because because they have the one-on-one -on -one matchups, yeah. and because, these, these yeah. DBs are not good at. I mean, they're not elite. DBs at Florida. No. You have to make these plays. They have to respect our run. I mean, yeah. the statistics alone, all the games, all the film they've seen, they have to respect our running back room. Okay, starting with Trey Benson, who should get at least 15 carries in this game, if yeah. not more. At least 15 carries. But we also have Treshawn Ward back. We've got Benson back. And we've got Tara Feely. Okay. I think Joe so, Feely's going to get a lot of yeah, in the past Yeah, game. yeah. So, you know, and he's got good hands. Yep, he's got exactly. good hands. Yeah. You know, we've got to use spread the ball out to these guys. you got Pittman. You've got Ja'Kai Douglas. That guy's hands are really good. He's got great hands. They really – he's really got good hands. And then our big, tall outside receivers, Johnny Wilson and the rest of them that you've yeah. already mentioned, they, they can't drop that third down pass. Yeah. This is where these little plays add up into who wins the football game. Yeah. And and some fans, our fans, are subscribed. They may be thinking, well, why are you guys so negative? We're not negative. No. Don't mistake. And I've had that mistake made on me my entire life that you're negative. I'm not negative. I live in reality of what it is. Okay. And I hope we blow these guys out. It gives me no greater joy than to blow out the Florida Gators. Yeah. But we also have to command respect for this team. Yeah. And this is how you do it. This is a, this is what I has me hope. This is a Trey Benson run right here. You break that tackle. This right is what there. You can do against that is a Trey Benson run, right whether or not that 400 pound guy, I'm not scared of the 400 no, pound guy. That, that gives he you hope. And that's why. That's why Florida is giving up this yards because they can't finish tackles. And that's a no. Trey Benson special run right, right. there, right? The, the, the Maurice Smith at, should not have any problems with this 400 pound guy that you see in there right there. The guy cannot move. Yeah. All you have to do is stay in front of him and he ain't going anywhere. You may not push him out of the way a long way, but he ain't going to rush your passer. The guy, we mostly say a lineman playing a four by four. This guy plays in a two by two. Okay. Yeah. 
if that. And if we're running sideline to sideline with our plays, this guy is going to wear out his reps. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You know he's on a rep count. He yeah. can only do so much of that. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so can break I'm not concerned about this guy. Yeah. Marie Smith can handle this guy. Yeah. Okay. It, it's easier to handle a guy like that than one of their rush ends that's quick and agile. I'd always rather have a, a big slow guy in front of me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not going to, it shouldn't be, that shouldn't be an issue. So I, I you know, that it's, it, it, it's not going to factor into this game. Yeah. Here's an interesting stat too. Nationally rankings, all games on the schedule, total defense. And this is hats off to Fuller, coach Fuller. Number 11, we're ranked two. We're given up 293 yards, total defense. Okay. Yeah. The Gators, now here's the difference. Gators, number 98, 98, with giving up 408 yards as an average. Yeah. That's a big difference in numbers here. 98 and 11, we're 11. Yeah. That, that, that is an indicator to us that if we don't hurt ourselves in this game, we should win this game going away. Yeah, we should win this game by at least 10 points, 10 to 12 points. And that's why I think the biggest one of the biggest we talked about the offense and and guys on the outside have to make plays, uh, make those one on one plays. I think the biggest defensive matchup is is to loach on spying the quarterback and making those tackles or at least slowing him down so that they can gang tackle him. But Jamie Robinson, Jamie Robinson has looked so good in terms of coming up and finishing tackles. You saw against Lafayette on that fourth and one play where he just leveled the guy. Yeah. yeah uh, so he yeah, couldn't yeah. make progress. No, like right. he's been so good on those like red zone or like fourth and ones where he just like against Miami, we just threw the guy back and just stopped him in his plays, like coming up and blitzing. He's been so good on those plays, but him and his ability to stop and finish tackles as well as on the outside is going to be big because we cannot allow Anthony Rich, we can, we have to limit his ability to make plays like this. This is the part that scares me because we haven't faced a quarterback since Louisville that has the ability to make a play like this. To, and to he's run. a big guy. He, yeah, no, he yeah, can exactly. run. You, look, look at how yeah, many look, tackles. Yeah, look, what kind of tackle was 23 doing? Exactly. Why, why, what the hell was that? And that's Did the, he that's, think he was just going to push the guy down? And that's the thing I'm talking about. They're up 21 points. You have wow. to have consistent effort for four quarters. And you got to wrap up. You got to exactly. wrap up. So Florida has to have Florida State has to have focus for four quarters, even if you're up 21, because he can oh. run 81 yards and, and score one, like that. And have a quick play. score. You're exactly play. right, KB. This is a game you cannot – now, here's on Jamie, Jamie Robinson. Yeah. Jamie Robinson cannot be looking ahead. Jamie yeah. Robinson can't can't be always thinking, when they hand the ball off, I'm coming up and I'm going to level some guy. Yeah. Because they're going to – they know he's aggressive now, yeah. and they're going to take advantage of that they, at some point in the game yeah. where they keep feeding the ball or we think they're going to feed the ball. Jamie's going to come up to support, and they're going to go over the top. Yeah. Don't – Jamie – don't get beat over the top. You this our defense has to make them grind it out. Yeah. We cannot one of the key categories in winning games, you know what it is? Explosiveness. Yeah. We've had explosiveness. We can't give up explosive plays yeah. to the Gators. You've got to make them grind it out. You know why? Cuz they'll make mistakes. They'll make mistakes. That's been their inconsistency and let me give you an example of that. On third down conversions right now We've improved all the way to number six. Number six. Now it's 50. We're getting about 51% of those. 
yeah. on third down conversions. The Gators, number 58 at 40%. Awful last week. They're 415 okay. against Vanderbilt So this, these numbers start to mean something as yeah. the season goes on. So we've got to get off the field. Yeah. We can't give them a first down because we jumped offside on a third and in a third and two or a fourth and one. We can't give them anything. And we've been pretty good at that. But here's another statistic that bothers me just a little bit. The Gators are leading us in this category. Penalties. Now, really, ah, penalties, don't worry about it. It's not sexy. Well, the hell it isn't. It can cost you a game. If you get a penalty and, and Benson goes all the way 40 yards for a touchdown and it's called back because of a holding call, yeah. that can be a big factor in this game. In terms of penalties, we're ranked number 106. Now, I'm, I'm thinking there's only 130, 132 FBS teams that they're ranking. We're 106. We've committed 78 penalties for over 700 yards, 705 yards. Here's the difference. The Gators rank 68. Mm -hmm. 68 penalties, 10 less, but only 478 yards. We've got almost like 280-some yards. I didn't do the math here. In more penalty yardage? Is that possible? I would have to look. More you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that we've got to be – we've been so disciplined in not committing big penalties. Yeah. That has to continue forward in Friday night. Yep, I, I agree. In, in, in Friday night. The, the, uh, I, I, I have one more last final point, when, but I can let you go forward. Yeah, let me let me let me say this. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Richardson did not run a lot. Okay, th yeah, this is my point. So this is my point against yeah, Vandy, I, but he did against South Carolina. Okay, I was going to bring that up. So in their five losses, he's only had one good rushing game, and that was LSU, and that and most of that was in that. Well, one he had a good one in South Carolina. He had 111 yards. Oh, okay, eleven carries. That's right. So, so he has two. two. But for the LSU game, one of it was one 80-yard rush he had um, in that game. Um, it, yeah, so he had 109 yards against LSU. 80 of that was in one. Um, but to your point, but the rest of those, like you said, South Carolina, um, he had, yeah. But Vandy, Georgia, he only ran three times for 25 yards. But that's but he had to so, so there's this debate whether or not he's trying to show – because. There's a debate. A, is he going to go to the NFL? He is not going to the sophomore. NFL. He is well, okay. not going Just, to the NFL. Well, there's a lot of people are saying he is going to sit out of the bowl game. A lot ESPN, everything's saying he's sitting at the bowl well, game. Well, he could sit out and still make a decision. That, but, okay. A well, lot of guys are going to sit out the bowl game. Okay. So. Okay. so, okay. So, they're saying he's going to sit out the bowl game. B, they're showing, they're saying, well, there's going to be a lot of pro scouts at this Florida, Florida State Oh, game. hell yeah. And so, if he wants to show pro scouts that he's ready to go – just running the ball to win the game is not going to show them that he's ready. He wants to throw the ball. And that's why he's been trying to show that he can actually throw the ball because that's been a knock against him. He's more of a Cam Newton run, running quarterback that can't make it, but he's trying to th show that he's a pass-first quarterback that can th run the ball as well. Now, do you think that's a true statement, that he's not just an athlete that can throw, but he's actually a true quarterback that can pass and run? Do you, do you think that's – 
you think that's anything in his mindset? Because obviously, I think against Vanderbilt, well, he, has to, he, probably, he, has to, yeah, he okay. probably could have run more against Vanderbilt yeah. in my mind. Like, I, I, don't I don't think, think I think he yeah. could run against anybody. Honestly, I think he just wants to have a good game, a good balanced game, okay. and to win for the team. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. I don't think he'll go to the NFL. And if he does, he's not going to be highly drafted. So you don't think it's that, like what what people say against like, like Jay, uh, Jay, uh, Jordan Travis that it's a mindset that Jordan Travis is. No. Making the mindset of I'm going to pass more, not try to run. No, I think Jordan Travis is going to run the play the way it was designed and the way it goes okay. into the game. And if he has to make a, a, if he has to run out of the pocket because the pocket collapses, which again we're giving up a lot of pressures. We I don't know what the sack total is, but we're we're he gets out of trouble. I think Jordan Travis has trying to show this year I can throw the ball down the field. I don't have to run. Well, that's what I'm saying. With, with, but uh, he will run. No, 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 no. Jordan Travis is going to make the plays that he can make to help this team. There's no doubt in my mind he is not looking ahead, even if he goes to the draft. He is here to win this game. This is a signature game for this team and for Jordan Travis. Okay? We lost to the Gators last year. And he doesn't want to be on that losing end again because if we lose this game, it's going to open up some questions. It's going to – we and, and despite all the coach talk at the end, and if we lose this game, it is a big step backwards. Yeah, and I agree, Hipnock. If you, if you slow the running game, it, it totally changes the complexion of the outcome because uh, I, I do believe Richardson, he can throw the ball pretty well, but that is where he's most inconsistent uh, is his pass. We saw it last week in Vanderbilt. He's not the most consistent in terms of his velocity and accuracy and stuff like that. That's where he still struggles. Um, Dombey asks, like, where did you, does the level of competition play into your ranking stats you're bringing up? Ruth? No, these, the, the stats I used to, tonight, Adagby, are, are total games played from Duquesne right on through. For, for us and for the Gators as well. It's it's all encompassing. In previous broadcasts, I've only looked at, you know, uh, I took out any FCS teams, you know, that type of thing. But level of play, I think they're playing in the SEC. They play a good caliber team every week. And I think KB has already talked about that. This isn't your grandmother's Vanderbilt team. You know, this they've played Good quality competition. They played Utah. They played UGA. They've played Tennessee. Kentucky is no walkover. South Carolina's got a good program. So they have probably I mean they, they played, have played we can't say they played a weaker schedule than we no, I, I think yeah. it's about equivalent. They play Texas AM, Eastern Washington, South yeah. Florida. Those are garbage, but like right. I, said, I think it evens garbage. out. I think it evens out. And they're they've been inconsistent. Yeah. We, yeah. we need this win to rectify how good our team has become. I, okay. I, I, I think a loss it's that would be devastating. I a think it's that and just to shut up the, the people who say you haven't played anybody yet. And, Cause I, I think those, I think some of those comments are, are true. Like our only quality win is all the way back in week one. We, we didn't beat Clemson. We didn't beat Wake Forest. We didn't beat NC state. And you could say, well, you aren't healthy, da, 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 but it doesn't matter. You didn't beat those teams. Well, the last four true. teams you beat were garbage. So, and you beat them. That's yeah. great. You blew yeah. them out, but they were garbage. So, you, we have one quality one. It's week one. Great. You beat them. But we have by not one, had by, a by, by one. Yeah, by, by one. By hanging on. But it still counts. It still counts. No, I understand And that. you played well for three quarters of that game. Didn't finish it well, but you played well for three quarters of that game. And I think you have gotten better. But that's the only quality win that you're hanging on to right now. 
So this, in my eyes, would still be a quality win, but it's not even just about a quality win. You lock down the state of recruiting for a year at least. And that's, I think that's how we should finalize this conversation around what is the impact that this has, in your opinion, on the state of recruiting moving forward for the next year? This game? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think it, 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 no matter if you win or lose, I don't think it's going to have a major impact. I don't you think, don't, it, don't it, think I, I don't want to recruit coming to Florida State based on who wins this game. You know, this, but this it helps the irritates the shit out of me. It irritates the shit out of me that guys are coming because uh, it could be a win. Uh, well, I want to go to the winning school. That's my final determination. Or, uh, you know, it's all about NIL money, and that's why I'll go to the school. And I understand we've we've been down this road. We'll go down it again. That, you know, I, I guess I want a little bit more loyalty. But people say there's no loyalty at all anymore. And I hope that's not true because the fans have loyalty. The fans don't get to go into a portal, okay? The fans are here. They believe in you, and they support you. I don't think it has any impact whatsoever. I, I think it helps in your pitch of like, oh, sure. Okay, it helps. Sure no, it's it not, it's not about loyalty. It's about, are we making progress as a program? People, it doesn't matter. It's like in business. Do I want to go to a, to a business that's losing money or, or, or tanking money? Are they on a growth path or a decline path? Does one, game, my, does one game make it a growth path? You just said it would impact path. them in terms well, of I think, have to ask I think questions. it does. I think it impacts. So, so that's it. That's in the Because point, it's right? a state rivalry Exactly. Game. So you say like so it does make a difference. It's a state so it does make a difference, game. right? It makes you just, a, So you admit it makes a difference. It, it does make a difference make because this program it. has been building, building. We haven't played, as we've talked about, so the greatest it. schedule and this is one of the top teams in our schedule this season. So it makes a difference. Okay. Then. And so, yeah, it does make a difference. Okay. It makes a difference. There you go, but no, you said, progress. does it, if it is progress. a recruit, no, you said, is a recruit on the line of going one I way or the, the other line. based on his score? I That's said, what you said. I go back and run the tape back. Online. I said, does it, uh, it does it affect recruiting. Yes, it affects recruiting this year. Well, this it, year. it may be if you're not solid with a guy, but if you're solid with a guy, he's not going to flip just because of one game. No. I didn't say just for not, one game, but it affects your Well, I misinterpreted what you I said. said for the next year, does it affect you need your to pitch? Be clearer, does. You need to be clearer in what you get to say. Uh, the people in the comment section can say if I was clear or not in terms of does it affect your pitch next year, which I think it does because it shows well, yeah, are you making forward it, progress or backward progress. Of course it does. does. It, it does. When you have a state game, it always has a, a, an impact. Miami and, and Florida has a greater impact than anything. Okay. okay. You, you could lose to a Jacksonville state, get beat up for a week. And if you come back and beat Miami and Florida, it, it, nobody remembers Jacksonville state anymore. But if you lose to Jacksonville State and you lose to Miami and Florida, you've got a problem, okay? And that's why we can't overlook this. I don't think this team is going to overlook it. I think Coach Norvell has got them on the right path. I think he's he's got it in their head. We play each game as a separate entity, and we go out and play football. We go out and we jam this right down their throat. We jam. This is the kind of football we need to get back to here at this university if we want to get into this, even into an expanded playoff. That we have, we're going to go out and we're going to we're going to tell them we're going to jam this down your throat. 
All right. We're going to, well, we're with gonna, that. and that's what that offensive line, our offensive line should be saying themselves. We're going to jam this down her throat and we're going to keep jamming it down her throat. Yeah, and then we, when they get up to stop it, we're yeah. going to throw it over their head. Yeah. We don't want to get in a shootout with Florida, though. I saw what? that. We don't want to get in a shootout with Florida. I, I say, no, we, I don't want to get in a shootout. I don't want it to come down to a field. And we want to run the ball. Score. And well, run we the have ball. to run the Control ball. Time. Control time. I'm just saying, we don't want to get in a shootout with Anthony Richardson. That's all I'm going to say. No, we don't want this to come down to a who's got the ball last. Yeah, we, yeah but it, but this this is I believe now. What's the spread on this right now? I've seen anywhere from six and a half, ten and a half, to ten and a half. It's at it's at ten and a half, and a majority of the sites now. I don't it, think it, it just, is. It just got moved up. It literally. Well, got there's moved more up. than just one guy rating uh, it. So no, it's not. Well, the, not the good. No, there's not a national rating it's not, service. If it's six, if you're buying it for six and a half, then it's on sketchy site. Yeah, but you can buy it somewhere else. You know, is what I'm saying. Oh what does Caesars have it versus what is draft? Let me look at Caesars. It? All right, Caesars you Sportsbook. Know? I know they kind of match each other. You're not going to find it. It's not going to be a difference of ten and six. That's a lot. That's okay, a lot. Why of do points. you think it went from six and a half to ten and a half? Because the injuries. Because the injuries. Okay, I saw that list. I'm, I'm, we don't need to go through that. That, that affects that line. That. that will affect the line. Okay. All right. I agree. You know, did you find it curious? Why would Florida? We guard ours like it's Fort Knox, and we put it in a safe with classified information, you know. Why does Florida get that information out? I, huh? I, I have no clue. I, I, I would question that. I now, he clue. said, I saw a quote from uh, Napier. He said that he thinks, uh, what's his name, Pearsall might be able to play in this game. I think he'll be on a number, a rep count, but he's a pretty good player. I mean, he's that really guy can player. catch some passes. He's a really good you player. Know? Yeah, so that's one name I saw could be back. Bully ball. That's my man right there, Anon. Bully ball down your throat like the old Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, down your throat. And All that's right. the mentality we want. That's the mentality of the linemen we want on this team. So all these different sites have it. Now FanDuel has it for nine and a half. Okay. But see, they vary. Well, not by six points. Not for no. six points. There you go. Okay. Nine and a half. Best odds are nine okay. and a half you can buy. All right. Okay. Nine Start at two. Start at two. Oh, it started at two. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it'll be a game – you know, as they say, here's winning football, explosiveness. Do you have explosiveness or do you prevent explosiveness? Do you, are you efficient? Are you efficient in your possessions on third downs, fourth downs, and total first downs? Efficiency of your possessions and obviously scoring in the red zone, finishing drives. Do you finish drives and get points? Okay, that's the key. And not just field goals. Field position, which has been very good to us in the last four weeks. Excellent field position. You talked about that. And in the end, turnovers, which leads me to the infamous weather report because that gets right into turnovers, okay? Here's your Tallahassee weather report, which I put out on Twitter earlier today to help you fans going to the game. Okay, we got a 7.30 kickoff. So from 5 o'clock to about 11 o'clock, we should have acceptable weather between about 65 to 71 degrees. Okay, 59 to 72. 
What? No, you're looking. Well, you don't Saturday. flip that up. You're messing me up. No, it's Friday. We're playing oh, the game Friday. Right. Yeah, I'm right. I'm always right. I'm always right. About 62 degrees to 70 degrees during the evening. Perfect football weather. Here's the problem. 40% chance of some showers because there is a front going through the southeast, okay? 40% chance it could get a little damp. And when we hear damp, we hear turnovers, okay? We hear balls not wanting to throw as a rushing team that could help us, though, that we don't have to throw the ball as much, okay? However, hey, coach, you've got a day or so here to uh, you, not tomorrow, but on Friday, you might want to wet the balls a little bit and practice throwing some wet balls out of the tank. I'm just saying, okay? That's what we got for our weather report. But overall, if we get lucky, the rain might hold off. But there's 40% of chance of showers between 5 and 9 o'clock. All right. That's your weather report. All right, and then we end it with our rivalry weekend predictions. Okay. All right, so uh, we'll go through and uh, get your weekends on the big college football weekend across the country here. I do have some odds and ends after this. Okay. All right. All right, well, let's go through it. So uh, we got, of course, Notre Dame USC, which has actually become an interesting matchup as Notre Dame has uh, been mm. surging the, uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, from well, they were 0 3 to start the season or 0 2, and now they're right. Uh, I don't even know what they're at now, but they're they're a good team. No, they're like nine and two. Yeah, they're they're a really good team now. They're like nine um, and two. So, and USC with that big win, that great game last weekend, which was what ended at 1 a.m. or something, was uh, was an awesome that was game a great game. UCLA. UCLA, that was yeah. a great game. That was a great matchup. Yeah. So, uh, Caleb yeah. Williams looks great. He could be a Heisman winner. Who, who are you picking? Five and a half at it's at USC, five and a half points. Who are you picking? I got to go with USC. I USC. think they're. I think offensively, they're they're a beast offensively. Defensively, they've got some issues. They're having to outscore people. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think they'll outscore Notre Dame. Uh, I'll take. I'll give up the five and a half points. Yeah, at, at home, uh, I'm going to take uh, take USC as well with the points, yeah. uh, even with the points against yeah. them. All right. Um, then we go to. Georgia in Athens, Georgia Tech at Georgia. Yep, Georgia Tech has been looking better. They won last week. Man. They they've they been won. looking better with the interim coach uh, since they played Florida Who'd State. Who they beat we last talked. week? It was a big surprise. Who they held they beat. It was Syracuse. No, it wasn't Syracuse. Was it? It, no, they beat someone good. So they yeah beat North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina, which was yeah. a huge ended huge their playoff upset. hopes. Ended their yeah. playoff hopes last and week. ended and ended uh, May's run for the Heisman. Probably yeah, ended yeah both their playoff hopes and his Heisman run. Yeah, uh, on yeah. the road that yeah. is too. But they're not a playoff team, just like Clemson. We'll I mean, they could, Clemson they were in the conversation. Down. They were undefeated. Look, they were undefeated. Look. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, it's a good story. So they're five and six. If they if they somehow pull this off. Oh. They're going to apply. They're going to. Where's that in Atlanta? In in, in, in the Athens. In Athens. Oh, it's in Athens. Well, I don't know. Do they do a? Do they do it on neutral site? I don't know. Oh, it's thirty-five points. Uh, yeah, thirty-five points. I'll take Georgia Tech. You'll take Georgia Tech. I'll take Georgia Tech and the thirty-five points. Sign me up for that. I think in a rivalry game like that, that's a huge ugly spread, and I would put that on my bulletin board for every Tech player to see that they have no respect for you. 
I got Georgia Tech in 35. In this yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia Tech, too. You, we got to tell our buddy Bryce that we're picking Georgia Tech in this matchup with the points here. Uh, yeah. Since yeah. he was on the show. They're 4-3 underneath the new coach, uh, the interim coach. So uh, this yeah. may be for – if he if they play well enough, he may get the job, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we go to they, South Carolina. Yeah. After their big upset last week of Tennessee, Spencer Rattler. Uh, well, we have to remember on that Georgia game too. Now these these teams in the playoffs, they they got to run up big scores. Oh yeah, on exactly. They, they, oh yeah, so they're not they're, they're, the guys. pressure's on them. They're yeah. not going to be sitting guys. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, so South Carolina coming off that big big win at, mm. uh, against uh, Tennessee mm. against Clemson. Yeah, I think but, this they, game but Tennessee of... lost their quarterback. Let's face it. Okay. That game, they're winning with him in. I mean, no, South Carolina Tennessee... was in control that game. South okay. Carolina was in that okay. control that game, even with Hendon Hooker not hurt. Okay. But they Hooker were, got hurt. I know, but they were winning that game before that. Okay. Right. I mean, okay. I know he got hurt, but Clemson and uh 14. You'll give me 14 with South Carolina. I'll take South Carolina and 14. In, in Clemson. Yeah, I'll take South Carolina and 14. I think Shane Beamer is gonna have them ready to go. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. This is rivalry weekend. Clemson Anything has can it. happen. Anything Clemson has to look good. I think this is the upset. Clemson is not a playoff team. In no, this I, I think I think they this is the one they lose. Good. I think this is the one they finally lose. Uh, I think they I are think they, they still under Clemson's still undefeated. Yeah, unbelievable. I think, I think it's the one they they lose. No, no, no. Oh, they Lord. lost. They lost. They lost. They're yeah, they lost. That's They're right. They lost to uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. They got Notre killed Dame. by Notre yeah, Dame. They, they lost a game. Um, uh, okay, next game. Then the two. This is the two undefeated. It's Michigan, Ohio State. The this is the first time they've been undefeated. I think against each other in, I, I think ever. This is the, one of the best games this weekend. I forget how the, long it's been at Ohio like State. The, at Ohio it's State. At Ohio State. Seven and a half points. This is gonna be a good one. This is gonna be. A good I'm, gonna one. Take, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Blake, Ohio State. Blake Corum may be out. The probably the best yeah, running back yeah, uh, in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fighting Dabo's win. What is that? What is that? Because <laughs> I had the Dabo head. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you always have that. Okay, um, uh, I'll take Ohio State. Uh, you'll take Ohio State. Yeah. Um, I'm just going back through the comments here. Okay. Um, go blue. Uh, all right. Uh, Dagby says go blue. Guys with the win. Um, all right. Uh, you're, so you're going, sorry, who are you going with? Michigan? I'm going with the Ohio State. Yeah, I think with uh, your matching Blake up, Al, it's like we scripted this, which we don't. Now, nah, with Blake out, I got to go with Ohio State, too. Even though they almost lost to Maryland last week, uh, I, I think with Blake out. Ohio Blake State always out. finds a way to lose a game now. Yeah, they both, both these teams do. All right, here's um, the big one. Here's the big one. Yeah, here's here. the big So 10 and a half points, nine and a half, depending on where you go. Um, well, I'm taking the Seminoles. I'm not taking the stupid Gators, no matter what, you know, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be in the range of 10 and a half points. I think, I, I, I think it'll be in that range. I see it as what is the over and under? I thought the over and under was like 55. Uh, so which, the over under looking at it right now is 58, 58 points. I think the Gators will realistically put up at least 21 to 24 points. Okay? Yeah, I, I'll take 21 I'll, to 24. And we should be able to put up 28 to 34 points. So you would, you wouldn't take the over. Oh no, you would take, you would take the over. I'd probably take the over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to take Florida State. I don't think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I think it's going to be offenses kind of moving up and down. I think we have a stronger defense. 
I hope we can limit how many possessions that they finish yeah. in the red zone. Exactly. I that, think that's I, what I want to see. I think if he can get ahead that. by 14 and then right. run the ball and control the clock right. to limit his his running ability right. and just limit his amount on the field, then we win. I but track, I think it's be I track those possessions. It's fascinating because you see, you may only get the ball five, six times in one half. In yeah. the whole game, you only get the ball 10 or 12 times. Sometimes. I don't want to get into like the USC uh, Tennessee game last week where it's like back and forth, the UCLA oh, uh, USC game. I don't want to get a that. scoring fight like that. No. no, you don't want a team. Because then it's just around. like who punts is the one that loses, right? It's one you're, possession then. You're yeah. exactly right. Here's the bottom line on this game Florida State on paper is the better team. Florida State has been executing and playing better. There's B Riley. I knew B Riley was <laughs> B Riley. B He's Riley, right. yeah, he, he was right last week. You know, he was out. Oh, you'll blow these guys out. B Riley's going 41 17. Good. Uh right. B Riley, you're you're taking the uh you're taking the spread then, man. You should put down some money. You were like right. You made us eat that crow a little bit, a little bit. But we love you, B Riley. Thanks for weighing in. Uh who what was that last one? Who was that? Jody? Oh uh, no, Wendy. FSU has the better talent to win, no doubt. They just have to show. They just have to show up. I hate that type of comment. They gotta show up. Well, they're gonna show up. It's how they execute. How they execute. 35-17. Nobody's respecting the Gators. Are we wrong? I think it'll be within 10. I hope we're wrong. I think it'll be close. I'll really take the spread do. over. I, I always get nervous with Miami and with Florida. I just do. Because I, there was another, you know, we showed one very famous game, 1993, at the beginning of this broadcast. And you know what? There's another game I tweeted out on. I tweeted out on, and it was the 1966. Let's pull that up. 1966. Lane Fenner. Lane Fenner. I'll never forget this. I listened to it on the radio. I listened to it on the radio. It's in Dope Campbell Stadium against the Gators. You can hardly see it. That's that's a bit. This is it right here. You see this? Let me let me set this up. You don't have to show the whole thing, but the last play. This was a hell of a game. I'm listening to it on a transistor radio. Does anybody know what a <laughs> I told you how old he is, guys. I no, told no. you he's the oldest living fan. I'm just being honest fan. with you. Well, you don't want the legacy? You just want the last three years? Is that what you want? I, I... Anybody who knows Florida State, this hold it right there. Hold it right there. Right there. This is the picture that appeared in the newspaper the next day. Day him and Albert Edison the, the next day. No. <laughs> okay, you're not being serious, you're being a pain in the ass right now. That if you know Florida State and you're one of these, oh, oh, 1966, if you saw the light bulb get invented, 1966, you weren't even around. You got to know the history of this team. Lane Fenner, okay, Lane Fenner goes into the corner of the end zone, okay, beats two Gators. And you see the ball. There was no juggling of the ball. No juggling. This, of course, there's no replay. There's no freaking cameras. I th- I don't even think that. I don't think. I don't think the game was even on TV. There's there was no, no TVs ESPN. back there's then. No, no, shut up. There was two. <laughs> now listen. He pulls this ball in. He pulls this ball in. You can see the one foot down. The one foot down. Okay, and the other foot gets down, and then he falls out of the end zone. The referee, I forget his name. He was one of the most hated referees ever. He never was allowed to referee a game with Florida State again, ever. (laughs) 
And I'll find his name. I wish I could find his name. He called him out of bounds, said he was out of bounds. And that's how the game ended. It was the last play of the game. Look at his feet. No doubt. Where's that? Right? Yeah, full possession. I'll never forget that. We got robbed. That is clearly one Gator game we got robbed on. <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing? You should no, be upset. Gary Padgett. Yeah. Gary Padgett. Never forget. Gary Padgett then got injured, I think, the next year, and they turned him into a running back because he hurt his shoulder and arm. But this play, that is great photos you got there, KB. I'll never forget that. The Lane Fenner, no catch, they called it. Out of bounds, no catch. They waved it off. Shout out uh, to uh, Slingshot for uploading this. This is No, great. a lot of people were very, this. very upset. Great that's photos, great. though. Yeah, that's that, and that's the whole recap. You've got to know what has happened in this series, like the Miami series. you got to know some of those key moments. I'll never forget the one in Miami where Bobby Bowden's looking around. He thought he won the game. What is the they, UF they pool said, party game? What? What, what is, is that? the UF pool party game? Is that the UF pool party game? What does that mean, Dagby? You got to clarify that. And you got to hurry <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, but, you know, this is going to be a hell of a game. The stadium sold out. I think the cheapest tickets I saw, I was kind of snooping around last night. It was like $145. I think that's in the Gator section, though. You know, there's a couple of seats in there. And that doesn't include the add-on fee. So you'd be about 170 the hotels are outrageous, obviously. Motel 6, which I tweeted about, is at 250 You better bring your uh, uh, bug spray and bring your uh, uh, your uh, pepper spray if you're going to stay there. Well, this one won't be close, fellas, so don't worry about getting about getting robbed. It's going to be ugly. God, <laughs> B. Riley, B. Riley, you know what? If you're correct, if you're correct, and if it's a blowout, we will invite you onto this program if you want to take that invite. We will. We'll have you make a guest appearance. How about that, B. Riley? And let me finish with this. Have faith, Coach. We'll have them, folks. I, I anonymous. I hope you're you're totally correct. Now, here's what's on the line, and some of you guys already know this. I've been saying it now for most of the season. I tweeted a little bit this week, right here, right here. Checkbook on the line. I'm not showing you too much. I don't want you yeah, taking, my, taking my damn money. Look, checkbook on the line. I got a pen, and I've said it. I've said it. Okay, right here. Said it. Forget it. It's the charity challenge, Tallahassee charity challenge. Call it the 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 old man versus Norvell charity challenge. That if we beat Miami and Florida, I would make a charitable charitable donation to a local charity. And I'm already honing in on a couple of them right now. We win the game. KB is KB and I, KB and I are going to send out a check for $500 to a local Tallahassee charity. And I will make sure that that gets out there. And we're going to try to have one of the representatives on there to verify that it gets there. That's what we're going to do. Mike Norvell, FSU, you do your part. We'll do our part to help a local charity. For sure. For sure. For sure. Still out there. The game the game where UF won and took a bath in the fountain near the stadium, it was 1960s or 1970s. Oh, in the fountain. In yeah. The, yeah, in the fountain up at the main building. That's interesting, Adagby. I didn't know that. 
I'm going to look that up. That's an interest. I love her. I love the history here. I love the history that the fans are are bringing forward. I love and that. And Dagby yeah. says Second Harvest is a good charity to look into. Second Harvest. Uh, we've had uh, a suggestion as well as the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There and 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 there's some very worthwhile animal rescues as well. So I'm looking at the entire list. If anybody else yeah. if has you comment, some ideas. Comment with some on the video or afterwards yeah. if you, or submit some, um, email yeah. us or Twitter, uh, send us uh, on Twitter, message us. If you guys have some good suggestions or in, in the local area, we'd, we'd love to hear them as well. Yeah, so. you you can do that. And 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 this one's going to help everybody, but we got to win that game. Yeah, We've got to win you. this game. That's, that's the challenge for the team and, and maybe some of the Knowles and maybe Coach Novell will match it. How about we we ask for that? Okay, odds and ends. What do you got? What's the last um, thing? I so, gotta reach my notes. They fell down here on the floor. <laughs> uh, a couple of things this weekend. Uh, this week happened just to to update on that you you may or may not heard. Yeah. Uh, we got a quarterback commitment, which is always good to hear. Yeah, for the twenty three for the twenty three class. Yeah, this upcoming class. Uh, so Brock Glenn flipped from Ohio State uh, to Florida State. Uh, this is some. This is a kid. Uh, I think we we covered on the show earlier in the year um, that it was a battle between Florida State and Ohio State, and you know we didn't win them at the time. But it was right. one of the, well, a kid that Tony and crew uh, continue to stay in contact with because yeah. you know you never know what's going to happen. We all know. Um, and, and you know the relationship between him and Ohio State kind of just you know didn't come together. It just wasn't going to be a fit. Um, and then he flipped over back to uh, to Florida State, and uh, he committed over uh, this past week, which is great to hear. So like you said, he's a 2023 kid. And that's great because uh, we didn't have anyone in that in that in between slot right now. So I think it's good because you need more depth right now in that room. Because I think we all believe Jordan's going to stay another year. You're, it's been great to get Duffy and uh, and Tate some snaps uh, in these garbage time games. Um, so they're getting more experience. Uh, but you bring another guy into that room to bring competitiveness to get some depth in there. Uh, and then you got the kid, really high regard kid um, in 2024 coming in. And then it's you're you're less needing to go get a transfer kid now in, in the portal uh, for this upcoming class. Uh, but you may still. But it's good to have a talented kid coming in because once Char Jordan leaves in a couple of years, then you'll have Tate. Then you'll have Duffy, and then you'll have another kid ready to compete along with those kids, and it's the best one will win, right? So it's great to have a highly talented kid, a lead 11 kid coming into the class uh, who'll be in uh, and ready to compete in two years. So Yeah, uh, I, I, think it, I think it's good, too, that we don't – we want to build a program here for the long run. Yeah. This isn't just – you know, we want to build a program through bringing in kids when we can – and keeping them in the program and making them better, making them more productive for us and for them, because you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, who was it? Kirby at Georgia goes, we don't even bring anybody in from the portal. Now he kind of said that, which was stupid in my eyes, because now he's almost committed to not bringing anybody in. You know, it makes him look stupid because people are saying, well, now you're bringing guys in. You're going to bring in some portal guys. That's just, the new college football, but I think it's great to bring in some very talented high school guys and develop them. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and the thing was when we lost Chris Parson, we didn't know what was going to happen. Right? right. So he was the guy that had been committed right. for a long time. And it, right. But here's the other thing, four and five star guys. When you come in, remember you are four or five star guy in high school. That doesn't necessarily mean you know everything and that you're going to step on the field and be a starter as a freshman. 
That rarely happens, okay? And you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to sit behind people, and you may get redshirted, and there's a lot of development that has to take place, and you have to believe in that process. So I think it's good, and that's why I think it's good that he's willing to come into this spot with Duffy and Tate there, but it's also going to bring pressure on Duffy to have to compete too. So it's not like they he's going to be handing the reins. You've it's got like, to hey, compete. Right. It's your job, but this guy's going to be there to compete with him in, in two years. Well, he's got to compete with Tate too. Nobody's exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's good across the board that right. we have depth there, so it's not just oh, we have right. two guys, right? So right, 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 right. Um, I got something. Yeah, yeah. What's, the what's portal. Up? door swinging door portal opens up on december the 5th okay it opens up i think it opens up for like a month or something like that or a few weeks you know that's when guys you see guys saying they're going to the portal now well they're not in the portal because they can't go in until the 5th i believe the way this works out but the portal is going to be a wild wild west show and that's why florida state has a big football operations they're looking at guys they're looking at guys and they're looking at tape and they're seeing where do we need to fit guys in? And they got to figure out who we're going to lose. This is all what happens in a major operation. Yeah. This is what happens. The other thing is early signing period for high school. I guess it's just for high school, 21 through 23 December. They have like a, a, a like a three day thing there. That's the early signing period for signing for scholarships. So we may have some early signees and then get some early enrollees. Guys who are really eager and hungry, they sign early and they enroll early and they start getting the playbook and get you know getting in shape yeah. and, and, and and getting in college football shape. But I think and I think the thing too is that I think Norvell's recent philosophy has been be a little bit pickier in high school if you if you don't think you're going to get the right guy. Right. Right. Go to the portal. And and right. that strategy can backfire on you because if you don't find a portal guy, then, you know, you're, you're screwed. But I think he's like, if we can't find the right talent in the high school level, or if we don't right. think a guy's going to commit to us for the long term, then we just portal. And we, we fill that hole. And it's well, I think so it's far. smart. I, yeah. Why would you not take advantage of a tool that's out there right now and that's that could why, change? And that's and, why they're signing smaller yeah. classes, because that gives right. them more ability to go into the portal right. and pull. And yeah. pull guys. And yeah. So, and, and it's worked out. They, they've been highly effective at finding the right pieces that can contribute right away. Like some yeah. schools can't do that. Well, some that's another show. Wrong yeah. players, yeah. But that's a yeah. whole, right. whole nother That's show. a whole nother show, which will come up after the season as we get into seeing what's going on with that. But they've been very successful and you have to use the tools that are available to you, but you've got to do it in a smart way. Don't yeah. cut any corners. Don't cheat on anything. Don't be doing something that's wrong. Don't yeah. bring bad visibility to your program. I, I don't. That's the I key. I don't think it's stopped doing this. Well, and, I'm just saying it goes on, but I'm just yeah, saying that's, yeah. you know. Um, and then the last news, I think, is, uh, you know, congrats to Alex Atkins being named a semifinalist for the Broyles Award as, yeah. you know, one yeah. of the nation's top assistant coaches. So he's one of 15 for that award. Yeah. I, I think his contribution, uh, you know, to the team is invaluable. Um we hope he sticks around. I think he will. I don't. I think they already named a coach for for Charlotte. Um, I, because I, I, I think that was a his name floated for that. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's. I don't think he's going to go there. Uh, I think. Oh, I they think, hired someone. They did hire someone. So, okay. um, they hired a coach. So I, I, I go ahead. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? I was going to say this. I think that there's conversation taking place, and if we win this game Friday night. 
and then we go to a bowl game and win that. Think of the momentum this program would have that that we could get a majority of this team to come back, including the coaching staff, including the coaching staff. Now you're going to put out some money. There's going to be a lot of money flying around to make a run, to make a run at the ACC championship, at least the ACC championship next season. Okay. It would set us up to do that. Yeah. You got a really, you got a pretty easy schedule next year. um, In conference. Yeah. But no, I, I agree. I think uh, if they can close out this season strong, you can set yourself up for not only a strong recruiting class in 24, but also, like you said, you can make a run at Clemson for the ACC and, championship. And we will talk about that yeah. after the season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's going to do it. So, like you said, we're, we're picking Florida State. I think we both think it's going to be a tight one, but we have every every ability to win this game if, if we focus – play a clean game and focus on controlling the ball, controlling the line, when in the trenches and run the ball and then air it out when appropriate. And when those one-on-one matchups, I think it's all in our hands. We, we, we can't beat ourselves like we haven't been doing the last four weeks. We've been playing clean, playing straightforward and not getting cute with it. Um, so yeah. Uh, once again, join us uh, Friday night for a post-game reaction show of some sort. Uh, win or lose, hopefully it's a winning uh, reaction and not an angry one. Uh, but we will we'll be available for that post-game reaction Friday night uh, to give you the lowdown and our uh, uncandid thoughts. So be sure to set a reminder for that on Friday night uh, as we recap the Florida-Florida State game on Black Friday. So thank you all again for joining us. If you don't mind, like the video, subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate you all joining us, and we appreciate you guys being followers and being uh, friends of ours here at the show. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you, Hypnotic. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Go Knowles. Have a great one. Uh, enjoy. Hopefully you get some, Travel safe. Yeah. On this Thanksgiving. Hopefully you get some time off. Yeah. Spend it with your friends, family, or even just yourself. Enjoy some Netflix or your favorite show. Uh, take it easy, y'all, and we'll see you Friday. The see you flame, soon, guys. the flame will continue until after the game. Don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> see you guys. Take care. Bye.